You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Bad Quarters Talk Podcast. I'm your coach, Jason. This is your coach, Danny. And we got a full story for you today. First, we'll talk about the NBA Hall of Fame class. Then we have Little Brewers Talk. But first, Danny, right into the NBA Hall of Fame and where it was headlined by none other than D. Wade. Played for Marquette. Uh, took Marquette to the Final Four. Ultimately won three rings with the Miami Heat. Uh, the one that really sticks out for me, though, Danny, is that first championship run uh, against Dallas where uh, Flash uh, played with uh, Shaq and, man, they had, they had a squad, man. Shaq, Lonzo Mourning, uh, GP, The Glove, uh, White Chocolate, Jason Williams. I mean, they had a nice squad. And... D-Wade led that squad where he actually averaged uh, close to about 35 a game. Uh, and I just remember watching that and just being so happy and proud because, one, uh, he's a product of uh, the Midwest, uh, out of Chicago, but went to Marquette. Uh, so he has some roots in uh, Wisconsin and Illinois there. But nonetheless, he did his thing, man. Uh, and then he paired up uh, with uh, Chris Bosch and and um, LeBron James, uh, the Heatles, they called themselves. And ultimately, they won two more championships, went to the finals four years in a row, uh, lost our first finals against Dallas Mavericks, where Dirk got some get back. Uh, and then also they lost uh, against San Antonio Spurs in that last uh, run there. Who could ever forget the corner shot by Ray Allen? to really salvage the big three, uh, quite frankly. Uh, I think had they lost that particular uh, series, I think they would have busted that busted that up, quite frankly, man. So uh, NBA Hall of Fame headlined by D-Wade. Uh, but we also have to you know, consider uh, the others here. Pau Casal, uh, two rings, uh, obviously, along the Lakers and Kobe. Rest in peace, Kobe. Uh, and then ultimately you had uh, none other than Tony Parker, uh, part of the class, Greg Popovich, uh, a part of that class, uh, and Dirk. Can't forget Dirk, um, the one-legged step back. Uh, and some even say that is as lethal as the skyhook. Can't go that route. Skyhook will always be uh, the most lethal move in, the, in NBA history. Uh, never to be duplicated. Um, but, man, a great Hall of Fame class. What say you, Danny, about this class? Jason, starting with D-Wade, I want to say he had Allen Iverson with him. And the story he told about him growing up, admiring Allen Iverson, the reason he chose the number three, Allen Iverson was the reason he wore the arm sleeve. And it was just cool, man, to get see someone give Allen Iverson his flowers um, because Allen Iverson was an iconic player mm -hmm. and an icon 
within the culture because he changed some things on how the game was played. And it was cool to see one that uh, D Wade looked up to him and patterned his game after him. If you listen to what he said for Dirk Nowitzki, when you talk about that step back, who does that today? Nikola Jokic. Yep. And that shot is a tough shot to make, but to be a seven footer, to be able to do that, it's unstoppable because you can't block it. Mm-hmm. Especially if they get it way back. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, then <laughs> we saw that. Remember when we went to the Pan Am Games in Indianapolis yep. uh, several years ago? Who did we see? A young Dirk. Yep. Just cocking it back. <laughs> and we were like, man, who is this? All net, too. All net, man. So it was cool to see Dirk finally um you know get in he was with the Mavs his whole career and it was one of those things where I think honestly they had a couple opportunities one against the Heat where they could have had multiple championships but it just didn't pan out that way for him but congratulations to Dirk Powell you know just seeing him talk about Kobe and you know it just made you made me flash back to uh those days where they pulled those championships together or pulled off those championships. When you look at Powell's numbers, you kind of question like, eh. But he had a great impact on the game globally. So it was not just in the NBA, but in Spain and his game overseas, he he was a mainstay. So congratulations to him. Tony Parker, you know, I'm not a Spurs fan, but um, him giving shout out, you know, his shout out, shouts out to the team. You know, Tim Duncan being there, (laughs) you know, Ginobili, Popovich being there. So, you know, it was it was well deserved. You know, like I said, I'm not a Spurs fan, but Tony Parker, for his stature, he could play, man. He had that little pull up jumper. And congratulations to the rest of the class as well. You know, Pop, you had Gene Cady from Purdue. And. You I always remember Gene Cady having that face, that that scowl, <laughs> and by, battling with Bobby Knight when uh, Indiana and Purdue would play. So uh, Becky Hammond as well with her Spurs man were re- well represented on uh, on Saturday. In that line, yeah. We also have to mention, to mention uh, Jimmy Jimmy B. Yes. Man, uh, getting in there, nineteen seventy six U.S. Olympic women's basketball team. Mm-hmm. So, all in all, a great night. Uh, and it's funny, too, because they don't promote it. I think the NBA should promote it more. No, lying. Because I totally forgot about it. Oh, totally forgot about it, Danny. I checked online and someone's, you know, someone was like, oh, there's someone's giving a speech. And I was like, oh, man. So, jumped in, tuned in. But NBA should do a better job of promoting this. Because these are great players, they're great ambassadors for their game. So, well, great to, to, to that point, though, Dan, I, I think one of the biggest problems with the with this particular Hall of Fame is that it's basketball. Yep, Hall of Fame. It's not NBA Hall mm-hmm. of Fame, and I think that's why you, we're seeing so many not NBA players and teams or contributors. Uh, get in. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much th- if this is really 
diluting the Hall of Fame. Um, I think to some degree it is. But I think this conversation always comes up, man, year after year. Is it time for the NBA just to have an NBA Hall of Fame? Mm-hmm. Um, as the best league and basketball league in the world, I think it is time for that. Yep. Um, and so I don't know how they would do it. Uh, maybe they would just grandfather everybody who's in the Hall of Fame now into in the Basketball Hall of Fame into the NBA Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And then thereafter, kind of have more of a stricter uh, stance on who gets in, if you will. Because if you look at the NFL Hall of Fame, or excuse me, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which happened the weekend before, they promoted that. Uh, they promoted that. That is very prominent, and there's only so many people in that Hall of Fame, which makes it uh, very prestigious, hard to get in. And a huge accomplishment. Not with the pro, with the basketball Hall of Fame, it's just almost you're in. And this could be not only the the best player, second best player on the team. It could be even the third, fourth, or even fifth best player on the team. And so that makes it a little bit uh, watered down, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. but congratulations to everyone who who did make it. And now, Danny, on to an interesting topic here. Uh, on the uh, base on baseball, in particular, our Milwaukee Brewers, where there's reports that Brewers may be uh, headed out of Milwaukee. Uh, sources are saying if there's no agreement of repairs to uh, Milwaukee's home field, uh, the Brewers would be con- would consider actually moving. Um, and think it's a couple. This is a 2030 time frame that we're looking at in terms of repairs being made to the American family baseball field, home of the Milwaukee Brewers. They would put that tax out there for those in the Milwaukee County area and even the surrounding counties. And this is eerie familiar to when basically the stadium was built. Mm-hmm. But about 20 plus years ago now, and residents were in that tax for so long. I think this is something really for us to watch. I think it's a travesty that billionaires uh, who owns these uh, teams are really wanting the residents um, to actually pay for this. Uh, I think there needs to be some form of agreement, um, public-private agreement, or something to that degree where it doesn't all fall in, in the hands of the taxpayers. What say you, Danny, about this? Antonacio and that ownership group have a great opportunity to do what the Bucks did with the Deer District to generate revenue. They have there's land all around Amfam Field that they could convert. They have great opportunity around them. Put it like that to make an environment like the Deer District or what the Packers are doing. A lot of teams are doing this now. It's not just a standalone stadium. It's the entertainment around and having something going on all the time. And I look at the Brewers fans and what they've been put through. And uh, even this year, look at this year, they're in first place. Nobody picked them to be in first place. 
as far as when you first saw the team because they're really young. They have great pitching, and they're making do. They're they're starting five first-year guys. But their pitching staff is great, and they're making do with what they have. So it's one of those things where I think this kind of turned back on Antanasio where I think he was just like, whatever. And you just don't know what his interest is in the team either. So that's where it would be nice for him to speak on this and talk further and elaborate on this rumor because it will be a travesty for the Brewers to leave Milwaukee. Attendance is always good, even when they're bad. It's not like County Stadium, <laughs> but <laughs> – but with this, with the American family, and then you got a great product, they're going to follow them for this tax and for what they're trying to threaten them moving and all this other stuff. There's got to be a different way to approach this, and it may need to fall into a different ownership group, honestly, because they're sitting on a gold mine, I think, in this area, and people are always starving for sports. Uh, but after a while, though, it gets a little old and tired when uh, the ownership groups are crying wolf over, well, we need these repairs and you got to pay for it. I hope it's something that, like I said, can be fixed and maybe it has to be sold to a different group in order for that to happen. So I'm, we'll be keeping our eye on this because it's a shame, especially that story comes out and they're, they're still in first place. I know they have a gauntlet coming up. They're in the middle of it right now with the Dodgers. Yeah, with the Dodgers, man. Come on, man. And now you got the Rangers next. Seven one last night, man. And now you got the Rangers coming up this weekend. I know they still play the Dodgers tonight, but they have a tough schedule. They have the Cubs coming up, and for them, they can make it to the playoffs. They can make some noise. They're because because of their pitching, their offense is still shaky. It's all get out. It's shaky, man. It's still shaky. I mean, they have great starting pitching. Yeah, the top of the lineup is okay, but throughout the rest of that lineup, man, it's hit and miss. Yep. That's where it would be a challenge in the playoffs because if you can't generate runs and you're facing the Dodgers or the Braves, you might as well stay at home, not even waste that flight. You can call it, man. But I would just say this, Danny, the Brewers are now worth $1.6 billion. uh, And it was bought uh, at... Uh, $223 million. So a huge come up, uh, if you will. And I agree with you, man. I think they are sitting on a gold mine I mean, in terms of development around the area. Um, but one, one thing to keep in mind here, um, the principal owner, um, he's from the Bronx, uh, and that's Mark Antanasio, and he is 65 years old. I'm um, saying that just to say maybe it is time for this to be in the hands of someone a little bit younger who will like to keep Milwaukee in Milwaukee. More to come on this. This is going to be really, really interesting, man. Thank you for joining us at Back Porch Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backporchtalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backporchtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.